Hello, everybody, and welcome to Do We Have the Answer, the podcast where we answer questions submitted by you, our listeners. My name is Laura, and I am a librarian for the Ocean County Library, and I am here with... Hi, I'm Kate, and I'm also a librarian at the Tom's River Branch. Awesome. Great to see you, Kate. Hello. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's a Friday. It's I beautiful know. outside. I know. It's a first, like, autumnal feeling day yes. today, right? So, got our sweaters on, and... Uh, yeah, that yeah. was a nice feeling. It was. a comfy sweater yep. this morning. It was. So we hope everyone else is feeling the uh, nice autumnal weather and feeling cozy as you listen to this podcast. Um, so Kate, we have a bunch of um, listener submitted questions to answer today, right? Yeah, that was very cool to open up our Google form and see a bunch of new questions. Yes. So that was really nice. We are so excited that everyone is listening and submitting questions. So. We're going to go right into it and we're going to go with our first question. So this this one's heartwarming. So what is your favorite part of librarianship and what is your least favorite part of librarianship? This was a really difficult question. So heartwarming, yes. Difficult, yeah. double yes. <laughs> well, it was just nice that people are like interested on like, you know. Oh, 100%. What we feel about our jobs. No. <laughs> so... First off, I love my job. And I think the best answer that I could have come up with is that when you're a librarian, you're a librarian in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So our system in particular, I can't speak for all library systems or standalone libraries. We are the largest library system in New Jersey with our 21 branches. And with 21 branches comes a lot of coordination from departments that you might not necessarily know exist in a library. Sure. So for me, my favorite part of being a librarian is that there's a different niche for different people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So maybe you want to be in the collections department mm -hmm. and you want to be the person who's choosing the materials for the community. Which is a huge job. A huge undertaking. Yes, yes. Um, maybe you want to be the person who's promoting all of the programming, which mm -hmm. is what my department does. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to be at a service desk and you want to answer questions for very curious children who come yeah. in. That was, that was the reason I became a librarian. I, my first career was to be a school teacher mm -hmm. that I found a school setting wasn't really where, you yeah. know, I, I felt I wanted to be in the long haul. Yeah. So I took a turn and got my master's in library science and I started out as a children's librarian. It was the, that was the coolest librarian mm -hmm. job is yeah. working with the kids because they ask like the most fascinating questions. Yes. And they catch you off guard, yeah. and it's really funny. And they're so genuine about it, too. <laughs> they right? are. Yeah, my, my very first librarian job was a children's librarian also. And, yeah, it was the same thing. It was just, like, you know, they were just excited to be there, you know, and, like, find oh, something yeah. to read or get an answer for a question. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So, like, my, my answer was... It was just like the hunt for finding something for somebody, you know, because mm -hmm. most of my career has been, you know, public service sure. librarian. So um, it's just when someone walks in the door and they're looking for something and they have 
no clue where to start or where to go or mm-hmm. if it's even going to be available or anything. And you just make their day by saying, yes, we have it. Or no, we don't, but we can get it for you. Or right. this is, you, you can go here to find the answer for this. Like, it's just a great thing. And then um, another thing I thought about too is when you have customers that come in and they find out about something that the library has to offer that they didn't know about. Mm. So, you know, they might be coming in and picking up a book and, you know, you're just talking to someone at the desk and it just evolves into like, oh, did you know that we have a streaming service? Like sure. where you can get all these, you know, fabulous documentaries, Canopy, or, you know, we have a program for, you know, arts and crafts in two weeks, you know, just something that they just get excited about that they didn't know we have, you know, like. Do you find yourself being a librarian when you're at the supermarket too? Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yes. Or like with my family or anything yeah. like that. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you go to the library, you know, you can go do this or that. Oh, yeah. No, I talk about it all the time. And I always have like, because my very, my very first librarian job was right out of college when I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was just a, um, like a circulation floater. Okay. Um, so that's how I learned I wanted to be a librarian. Okay. I didn't know how to become one. You know, it wasn't until I got to the library that I learned that. Sure. And, um, and I took some time off. I had some other jobs in between. And um, so here I am now. But, um, and I do want to mention too, like another thing that I thought about with this question is like how you said, there's so many different aspects to librarianship. You know, even if it's just not here, you could be a law librarian, a medical Medical librarian. You can work in a museum. A school librarian. Yes, school librarian. In the hospital, Disney World, they have a librarian. Do they really? They do. So they actually have a library on, um, there's like an off- campus right behind Magic Kingdom okay. in Disney World, there's a library there. I think I might retire there. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll right? retire and it's go so work there. Fun. And then bit. I'm sure that I know there's a ton of different librarians um, <clears throat> in California, like in their archival, mm-hmm. like Burbank and all that stuff. So it's just cool. And I think a lot of different movie companies have, you know, those archival sure. things on their um Filming lots and stuff. Museums, so, too. Is yeah. another avenue you can go into it's just, when you have the degree. It's just a good thing. And then also the staff we work with. Like like mm. you mentioned before, like it's 21 branches. There are so many different people and departments here. And um, we all work to help each other out, you know, because it is we are the largest system in New Jersey. Yep. And um, it's just great. I've met a lot of great friends working oh, me at too. the library. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. So now here's the sad part, the least favorite part of librarianship. And I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but I'm going to just say it, paying for the master's degree. Oh. <laughs> that was my least favorite part. <laughs> While the master's degree is so important, don't get me wrong, student loans are not fun. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a consensus amongst a lot of people. No, that is, um, that's not a fun part. Um, I will say I had to think about this for a bit and it kind of goes into what you were saying was your favorite part. Mm -hmm. It can be my least favorite part 
when I can't, can't find, find an answer. Yes, absolutely. So I always said that I could probably just have an old school flip phone mm-hmm. for just calling people and texting people mm-hmm. if I didn't need to find the answer to everything all mm-hmm. the time. Are you one of those people who you're watching a movie and like you'll go on like IMDb database uh, and like percent. look up the actors yes. and like what other movies yeah. they're in? Yes, I know. Or they'll mention some sort of weird facts and I'll be like I'm not sure if that's true is that true and then I'll have to google it yeah or you know go to one of our databases and be like I know where I can find the answer to this exactly and I'll look and then you know I'll get sucked into a black hole of information for a while so for me it's so incredibly frustrating when the answer can't be found you know most answers can be found yes You know what I find? I think there's just so many different ways to find an answer. And there's so many resources that you you can't know off the cuff every single time. Oh, 100%. And that's what's frustrating. You know, so that's what's great about, you know, there's different people who have either worked here longer or just have different interests. And they're like, oh, right. You can go to that database for this one. Right. You know, like the Galv's car I love that one, one. Yeah. when someone comes up or just di- just different databases. So, but you're right. That is one of, that's frustrating. It can be. It can be. Yeah. That's my least favorite part because I think it's just a roadblock in my brain. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then all of the like, you know, parts of my brain just start frizzling out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, another thing I wrote, and again, this is another like off the wall one, but it was. When the power goes out and all of our electronics are down and we have to we have to rely on the old school way of I was just like I was like I don't really know like what and I'm like you know what when the power goes out it's like yeah like my heart drops and it's like okay okay like what do we do we're so reliant on technology now you know I feel I feel so bad to say that but no it's just I mean like, it, it is true but the really yeah. the cool thing is you know you were talking about the master's degree is we, we learned, we know what, we know what to do. Exactly. And if, uh, for those of you who've been listening to all of our podcasts, I believe it was our first podcast. We kind of described how to use the Dewey decimal system. And And I called it the card catalog, even though I meant the the computer online catalog. So you know where our brains are. But it's just funny because we're just so used to doing our jobs a certain way. Oh, 100%. That's with every, you know, job in the world, you know, you're used to doing it one way. And I think it's just the 21st century, you know, like when you sure. don't have your electronics in working order. Um, yeah. I mean, it can make you a little nervous. Yeah. But, but we always do it. Yeah. It's, you know, what happens. Exactly. If we get through it. Awesome. All right. So our next question that was submitted was what contest do you have going on? So actually, Kate, you have yeah. a good answer for that one. I do have a good answer for this one. So specifically for our podcasts, Um, We have a beanstack challenge where you can win an OCL swag bag if you hear the secret word during the podcast. So I think now would be a good time to say that secret word. So the secret word for podcast number three is library card. All capitals, all lowercase. All lowercase, and it's two words, library space card. Perfect. Uh, So what we do is each podcast, we're going to have a secret word. You will go onto Beanstack, and you can find Beanstack by going to our website, theoceancountylibrary.org slash Beanstack. You can either sign up or sign in, depending if you have an account or not. 
And while you're in Beanstack, after you join our challenge and submit the, the secret word, which was library card, you can see what other challenges we have going on. Mm -hmm. So during the summer, we have summer reading. Mm -hmm. We have winter reading. Mm -hmm. We even did one when the Harry Potter app mm -hmm. was... That one was popular. Fun. We yeah. did, you know, a, a wizard one where we invited you to go to all 21 branches and get secret words and challenges. Beanstack always has something going on. Yeah, always. Um, so the one currently, like Kate said, is the do we have the answer Beanstack challenge. So you'll want to register for that. And something really cool about Beanstack is they have a mobile app. So on mm. your smartphone or tablet, you can download uh, Beanstack from the app store on your device and you can log in and it's just great. You can track your reading um, even if you're not in a challenge, you can yes. track your reading, you can track how long you read, how many pages. It, it breaks down and gives you a lot of interesting, um, mm -hmm. like your reading habits and things. It so. also allows you to write book reviews, so mm -hmm. you can help out other Beanstack community members. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I've actually them. gotten some good book reviews for really? reading those. Cool, yeah, very like, cool. I add them on my to-read list. Beanstack so. also has an Alexa capability. So if you have an Amazon Alexa at home, I believe you just say Alexa enable Beanstack and then it'll walk you through the process of, of doing it. So if you're, you know, reading in bed and you don't want to grab your phone and wake up somebody, yeah. <laughs> you can just yeah. whisper over to Alexa, Alexa, I read 25 pages yes. and <laughs> she can add it for or you. Alexa, the secret word is library card. <laughs> So that's fun. Yeah, so definitely check out Beanstack, you know, throughout the year. Like Kate said, there's so many different challenges that go on at all random times. And there's different ones for adults, teens, and children, too. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to keep a lookout for, um, you know, for your kids or anybody that you know. So again, just a reminder, podcast number three, do we have the answer? Secret word is library card. So while we're doing this, too, I guess we should announce the winner for podcast number two, right? Absolutely. Okay. So our winner who submitted the secret word for our second podcast is Alexa, and she is from our Manchester branch. So congratulations, Alexa. Way to go, Alexa. We're going to be put, putting together an OCL swag bag for you. We'll give you a call. And if you'll just head over to your branch, we'll come pick up your prize. And folks... You could be the next winner. So get that secret word in for podcast number three. And uh, maybe you too can win a swag bag. They're pretty, they're pretty nice. They bags. were fun. Yeah, Just they were great. Toot they my own horn great. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate. So our next question that we have, this one was hard. I think we talked about this before, you know, we were like, oh, yeah. this one's kind of hard. So if you could only read one book for the rest of your life, which book would you choose? So little fact about me, I can only read a book once. Oh, okay. I can't reread. Right. I've tried. And like, once I get into it, I'm like, I just, I get right back into it. I'm like, I already read this. Like, can you, you watch know. a movie twice? Yes. Okay. Just oh curious. my gosh. I'll, no, there, I've got a handful of movies that I've seen like 500 times. But I guess maybe with reading, I don't know, I guess because you put so much more time into reading. Yeah. Like, I want to just read something different, Fair you know? Enough. Okay. 
So I was going to talk about like a book that I read recently that I really enjoyed. I figured I would just do that. So it was a book of essays from Casey Wilson. She was on a TV show, Happy Endings, and she was on a this one season of SNL. Okay. Um, but it was called The Wreckage of My Presence. And it was just a bunch of essays. And it was just, it was just a really down to earth book you know it just it made you think about your relationship with your family especially like your mother she just seemed like a normal quirky person not like a celebrity in Hollywood sure so I think if I were to pick something to read it would be like memoirs I like to like know about other people so I think it would be more of a genre I would pick you're cheating the question no I'm kidding (laughs) I know but when I when I read that question I was like I can't reread books. Um, and I will just say The Outsiders was probably the first book I read that I love this book. And I read okay. every book that um, the author wrote, S.E. Hinton. So after I finished The Outsiders, I got like text that was then, this is now. And I read that early. We didn't read it for school, I don't think. I read that when I was like 10 or 11 or something. But that's one book I think about when people are like, what's your favorite book of all time? So, so yeah, I can't reread books, so I'm sorry. I can't answer that question, but I didn't want to not say anything. So that's, uh, so how about you? What's your reading habits about? My answer is not very good. (laughs) (laughs) I have a terrible habit of getting into a book, stopping for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. and then I never finish it. Oh no. So it's the opposite Um, kind of, it's like, I've. Don't think I finished. I did read a book during quarantine. I did. Um, it was Funny You Don't Look Autistic. Oh, yes. Yep. Great yep. book. Mm-hmm. Um, the author had a wonderful sense of humor about his experience growing up with mm-hmm. autism. Wonderful book. I think part of that was because it was quarantine 2020. I was kind sure. of able to read it. It wasn't a terribly long book and I did read it on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I had access to it all the time. Yeah. So maybe that's what I need to do yeah. is read more eBooks yes. than physical books. Yes. So that's or audio books too. And, and audio books. I can't books, do those. They put me to sleep. Do they? Cannot do it. They took me a little while to get used to. I started listening to them when I had a little more of a commute mm-hmm. in the morning. So that was good. Um, and it's certain kinds of books I can listen to. Like, I like the memoirs. I like nonfiction. Sure. And novels, though, I don't like when there's multiple people talking because then I get confused. You know, okay. Multiple narrators yeah, or whatever. I can understand that. But I will say it. it's upped my reading numbers. Sure. I can, I can get through one of those. But you're right. They, they I, can put you to sleep. I tried listening to them I used to commute um about an hour to work when Mm -hmm. I was working in Lakewood the Lakewood branch so I'm like well this is great I have an hour of time to kill let me just listen to an audiobook and it was not something I should have been doing while driving I tried it once and I said nope this is not working for me so yes I have about five books that I'm random amounts through Mm -hmm. that I probably won't pick up again because I'll feel that I'll either need to go back and recap Yeah. And not just be able to start where I ended. Mm -hmm. So that being said, and I've been doing this for a very, very long time. (laughs) Um, When I was in high school, we had to read Farewell to Arms by Hemingway. Mm, Okay. That was a book that had a profound 
impact on me. Sure. Very emotional. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of a lot of stuff went on. You know, Hemingway wasn't an ambulance driver and Mm -hmm. you know the army and everything and a lot of it I think a lot knowing that a lot of it had to you know it was fiction based off of you know some events that happened in his life I think that's why Mm -hmm. but for some reason I remember gosh maybe I was in 10th or 11th grade and I feel like that book impacted me in a way it shouldn't have impacted somebody who was so young sure it impacted me in a way of somebody who should have had more life experience, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I think if I went back and read that book now, I I don't know, maybe I don't want to read it again. Maybe this isn't a book I don't want to read. Maybe, you know, I'm not answering this question. No, (laughs) No, but you know, this is, that's the beauty of reading is that different types of books impact you at different points of your life. So actually that kind of coincides with this question. If you could only read one book for the rest of your life, you change over time. So, oh, yeah. you know, something I would have wanted to read all the time 10 years ago is going to be different than now. And so since you mentioned, it just reminded me of something, something you read in high school. So my senior year, I didn't take English four. We had mm-hmm. a choice of taking a different type of English class. So I took world literature. And when you're 17, 18, you know, it's your end of high school. We read these books and I just... Your young mind couldn't process, like, why are we reading these? Like, they're just so above our level, you know? Like, it was because these were, uh, it was world literature. So they were all books that took place in different parts of the world. Okay. So the one that stood out to me that I'll never forget was Things Fall Apart by Chinuea Achebe. Okay. And again, it's one of those things, you know, you read it when you were 17 and it was another one. It was like really deep, Mm -hmm. really impactful didn't understand it at the time. Like, this is so, it's heartwarming. It's horrible. It's, it just impacts you in a way. Right. And you didn't get it at the time, but you know what? That book has stayed with me all these years later. Right. Right. And you know, it was a question on Jeopardy that I knew, you know, (laughs) or like, you know, I've seen, I've seen it brought up in different things, um, you know, different readings or whatever. And I think about it now that I didn't understand it then. And like, why is this teacher making us 17 year olds read these hard, difficult books? Mm -hmm. But those are the ones that lasted with me. You know, I don't give the crucible a second thought, even though I loved the crucible, (laughs) but you know, I like, I don't think about it as much as like that one pops into my brain. Right. You know, and it was like, Hmm, that teacher really was setting us up for like, you know, college prep, you know, like the sure, deeper things that sure. we read. I was an English major in college. Me too. Okay, cool. Yep. So did you read Jane Eyre 500 times also? I that book not. I did read. I was never required to read that oh one. Oh my gosh. We, I had to read that book every year of college. Wow. And it, I, I hate it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> That's Laura's review. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does not recommend. I know. Do not recommend. Um, I think part of my thinking back and and maybe that I would not want to read it again. And maybe we'll just say, if you could read one book for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I would choose to have read Feral to Arms when I was in 10th or 11th grade. Mm -hmm. And that'll be the one book that I read for the rest of my life and will not pick it up again. And I'll probably never finish any of the 10 books that are, (laughs) that are chilling. So maybe I did answer the question. Exactly. Yeah. We all answered it in different ways. But I think part of it has to do with the fact, just like you were saying, 
you're not the same person you were in mm-hmm. high school. And mm-hmm. being a, a parent and having a family and everything. And yep. for those of you who've read the book and kind of understand, otherwise I'm not going to spoil alert anything. And just, you know, the end of the book, I don't think that's something that I would be able to handle now sure. as a an adult and as a mom and, and all that good stuff. And when you mentioned like you read a book during quarantine. Yes. That was a very different feeling than reading a book before quarantine or after, you know, because it was like, there's not much for us to do, you know, for that time that we really didn't like leave the house yeah, much, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to just read stuff to escape. Like I wanted like fluffy, quick reads, yes. like nothing too deep, nothing right. too dark. You know, I love true crime. I love murder <laughs> mystery. I love this. I love that. I was like, nope, give me cheesy, you know, celebrity gossips, or, yeah, you know, yeah. anything like that. And same with like my, my movie stuff, Tiger King, you know, the stuff to escape, you know, there's stuff. another one coming out. Though. I know. I just saw <laughs> Tiger King uh, season two. Oh boy. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, I think that perfectly hits it on the head. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's possible to read one book, but I think there is that one book that will impact you yes. for the rest of your life. I love to read, don't get me wrong, but I fluctuate. Like I can go a few months with not reading mm-hmm. and then I just read, 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 read. And I like to read before bed. That's the that's where I'm most comfortable reading. Me too. Like I can't read at like 12 o'clock noon no. when the sun is shining and like- There's things to do, I got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah there are things, things like to that. do. So I, I have to be very comfortable when I'm reading. So I that's agree. another thing too that impacts me. But then there's people like crazy bibliophiles that love to just read constantly all the time and they can breeze through a book. So they might be able to read one book for the rest of their life, yeah. you know, because they just love it so much. Or I know there's some people that will always reread Harry Potter, you know, around his birthday oh, sure. or something like that. But yeah, I can't do that. No, and you know, it's, it's funny what you were saying too, like... Um, you take a break and it's okay. You know, you think, Oh my goodness, the librarian is taking a break from reading. I know. I know. And the cool part is that between our coworkers telling us what they're reading mm-hmm. and the customers who are so passionate about telling us yes. what they're reading, mm-hmm. even though we're taking a break from reading, we're not taking a break from learning what's out there. Exactly. So that's very cool. Too. And you know, what's cool too, is you're reading, you're constantly reading. And as this goes back to like technology, the 21st century, mm-hmm. like you said, you're always looking up information. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're reading news articles, we're reading magazines, we're reading stuff on the internet. You're always reading even when you think you're not reading. And I oh, think yeah. that's, that's something, if there's any like younger readers listening to this, you know, you might not like reading now, but you're always reading, you know, instruction booklets, this or that, you know, like it's funny you said that. Um, I was working in Little Lake Harbor. I was one of their sale coordinators. Mm-hmm. And then we also did reading buddies. Mm-hmm. So there was a mom who came in and she said that same thing. She goes, you know, we did reading buddies and he had so much fun with his, you know, his older buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything that you can recommend for me when we get back home? And he might be a little bit more reluctant to read. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said to her. I said, does he like to cook? Mm -hmm. And she goes, yeah, he's been cooking with me lately. I said, have him read you the recipe and read the instructions. Yeah. So while he's not maybe reading 
200-page novel. He's learning new words. He's yeah. learning step-by-step instructions of exactly. how to do things. And he's maybe learning something that could be a trade for him at some point. Exactly. And it was kind of enlightening for the mom. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and she goes, I never thought about reading like that. You always think of reading as like strictly from a book. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, you know, any, any reading is good reading. Any opportunity. Yeah. Or like when you're driving in the car, like, hey, can you read that street sign? Or, you yeah. know, read that sign if right. you're on the parkway. Like, yep. what's... You know, you're learning geography as you go, too. So it's just there's different aspects of reading. And I just I kind of I liked this question because it it dove into different aspects of reading. And it's just a very uh, deep question. It is. It is. We can take this on so many different angles, but that's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who, like, can't read something over and over for the rest of their life. I'm glad you had a different No, I life. can't even get through one book. I know, I know. <laughs> so this right. next one is is funny. I found this, this one This one was funny. And I thought it was even funnier that you and I had the same answer. We did. Um, so what's the most in poor condition book that we've found? And first off, I want to say that you'd think that, that it would be like an older book. Yeah. But as we know from our first or second podcast... Some of those old books are in really great condition. Really great condition. Like, yes. They've stuck around and, and uh, it's amazing to know how many hands that they've traveled mm-hmm. through those books. Mm-hmm. But so our answer to this question is because Ocean County is a beach community. You know what books have been to the beach. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes it's a little trickier to, to find. You know, some a lot of them will come in and, you know, you can tell the pages are wrinkly. They went swimming in the ocean or <laughs> someone didn't dry off before reading it. But when there's sand in the book I cover. I love finding sand in you the book do, cover. You I do it. for some oh, reason. My gosh. I hate the feeling. <laughs> I hate the feeling. Now, th- this is funny. When I was a kid, I hated the beach, going to the beach as okay. a kid. Because I hated the wet sand sure. on my body. You okay. know, and it was like, oh, I'm itchy and gross yeah. and you're hot and whatever. When I feel that texture in the book cover. Yeah. I hate it instantly. Oh, <laughs> I, I love the fact that they took it to the beach because I like to read at the beach. That's another place I do like to read. But I'm like, oh, this is just, I don't like this feeling. Oh, see, to me, I just like, I envision some person just being able to relax on the beach with the sand. And I'm like, this person had such a good had time. Had a good time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, you find it so often. And especially those you know, locations that are much closer to the beach. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll find it all the time. But I thought it was funny that we both had the same answer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the first thing that came to my yep. head was, yep. was sand. Yeah. That's funny. So that is funny. And it's okay. It happens. Don't worry about it. Just let us know. Just let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Please let us know. Let us know. So our final question that we're going to answer in this podcast, what was the strangest reference question you've ever taken? And I instantly thought of my very first reference question on the job here at Ocean County Library. It was my first time on the desk and it was my first phone call. So I was just so nervous to take like a call and I was like hoping it was going to be something like, oh, can you look up my account or, you know, something really easy. And the person wanted me to read instructions on how to cut a mango in and their, it just in it, their defense, it's hard. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's so hard. And I think that's why I, maybe I was traumatized for it. Because I do remember I bought a mango once and I was, yeah, you, you ruin half the fruit. Like you can't yeah. even eat it. And yeah. they're not cheap, you know. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, 
is this really what people like call for? And you know what? They do. They call an app, you know, because if they don't have a computer at home it's a research or something. Question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was just funny, like reading through the steps of cutting a mango. Sure. You know, and it was just like, it just stuck out to me. It was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a good, it's a good question. I yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have either Googled or YouTubed or something yeah. to try and find the best way to get the most of that mango meat. I know. Like, that's stuck to the pit in the middle. <laughs> trying to make mango skin. salsa. Yeah. I go through like yeah. 20 mangoes just to like make one serving. I know. And sometimes you just want to be like, so yeah, are you making mango salsa? Like, you want to know, you right? You want to know. Like, just... are you putting it with cottage cheese? Are you like making a mango upside down cake? You want to know. Or are you drying them out? Ooh, that sounds good too. It does sound good actually. Freeze drying Is them? it lunchtime yet? No, it's no, not. Nowhere near lunchtime. Nowhere near lunchtime. Um, so I could not remember any question it like I don't I, so when you mentioned the food question it did spark in my head somebody called to ask how to blanch uh, a vegetable mm-hmm. and I you know I read them the instructions on how to blanch it and yeah. what's cool about both of our questions is now we both know how to do those exactly things. <laughs> right yeah I don't think I'll I don't think I could cut a mango though this uh, even knowing how the woman who was um who was calling me she did explain what she was doing mm-hmm. she was trying to freeze asparagus and she didn't mm-hmm. want it to get you know all oh, yucky yeah, yes. in the freezer yeah, yeah you should always so, blanch yeah, all the time, yeah yeah which i didn't know at the time and but. it's funny too actually i had a reference question not too long ago maybe a couple weeks ago and i can't for the life of me remember what the vegetable was it was i never heard of it and they called they said what's the best way to serve this and i was like Oh, I never even heard of it, you know, and I looked it up and it's just saute it. And I wish I could remember what the vegetable oh, no. was. I want to say it was like a type of parsnip. Like it was like a cross oh. between a parsnip and like a carrot type of thing. But it had a really bizarre name. I can't remember it for the life of me. But yeah, a lot of people want to know what's the deal with their fruit and vegetables. <laughs> I mean, we do live close to a lot of farmland. We do. We do. In the western end of Ocean County, yep. Plumstead, New yep. Egypt, all over there. Yeah. You want your, your food to be nice and yeah. fresh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know what's funny, too? I mean, I know you've worked in a couple different locations, mm-hmm. and um, I have myself, too. You kind of get into a pattern of different reference questions at different branches. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people ask, you know, different questions based on what location they're at. And it's just, it's interesting to, like you said, I wonder if out in Plumstead, if they get more farmy questions than uh, they do like at Tuckerton, say. I don't know. You know, or something like that. You know, what the... Completely possible. Yes. We should survey the branches. What's 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 some weird uh, reference questions you've gotten? But no, that's the beauty of it. You can always call the library and ask us anything, and we yeah. will, we'll give you an answer. You know, that's literally what we do. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool, and we learn a lot. Like you said, now we know how to blanch blanch our vegetables, blanch our vegetables before yeah. you freeze them. Because um, I have frozen things before, and then I have defrosted them. <laughs> it was very disappointed. <laughs> yes. Like, why is this yeah. coming out the back? Like, I get it at the grocery exactly. store. <laughs> and you want to keep it, you know, crisp and green. Yeah. Like, they say to blanch it, so it's Nobody nice and wants green. mushy vegetables. No, yeah. never. Maybe a baby. Everyone, eat your ve- <laughs> Everyone, read and eat your vegetables. That's the lesson of this podcast this week. 
man. Okay. Well, those were fun. We had some great questions. Yes. And we would love for you all to submit even more questions. So don't forget, you just go to the library's website. It's mm-hmm. www.theoceancountylibrary.org. If you go to our calendar of events page and just search for Do We Have the Answer? You can click on any of those events mm-hmm. for Dewey, and you will find the link to submit your question. Yep. So again, that's www.theoceancountylibrary.org. Just go to our calendar of events page and look for the Do We Have the Answer events, and you can submit your questions through there. It's a Google form that you can submit. Yes. Yep. Um, it's nice and easy, and it's anonymous. You don't have to worry. You don't have to put in any information. You just submit the question. And um, we love hearing your questions. Uh, we get very excited when there's new questions. We do. So yes. please submit them. Please submit them. Anything you wanted to know about librarianship, uh, working in a library, how to become a librarian, just plain old silly facts that you want to know about OCL or libraries or, you know. Yeah. Do, do we want to give people a hint or like a little uh, coming what's next? I because was thinking that. We do, we do have a user submitted question that we're saving because spooky season is upon us shortly I, around I the actually, corner. I was actually thinking that we could maybe do that too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So for the month of October, Laura and I will be talking about a movie that was filmed on library property. I'm not yes. going to give that away. And it was a it was a user submitted question. They mentioned it and we were like, let's save this question and answer it in October. Yes. yes. This specific building in which this specific film was filmed yes. <laughs> uh, is still part of the library system. So we're going to get into a little bit of the history of that building and uh, another part of the library. That- yes. All right, one last thing before we go, I do want to remind people that a lot of the things that we talk about today, um, we are going to have a post on our Facebook and our Instagram page to kind of have some visuals to go along with it. So it might be some of the book titles we talked about. We might have some links for you if you're interested in reading any of the books that we talked about. Um, Maybe a little bit about, you know, librarianship, things like that. Funny Sandy books pictures that yes. I, might, I might Photoshop some funny books. Yes, <laughs> funny books. We'll, we'll throw a picture of a mango in there for you too. Um, but we did talk about our next podcast, and I really, really, really want to stress, and I'm going to stress this for next time too, that our next podcast for October, when we talk about the movie trivia and about the two parts of the library, there's going to be some really great artifacts from the movie and. Um, pictures from inside of the buildings and things like that so make sure you're always on the lookout for the visuals to go along with our podcast so make sure you check out the ocean county library's instagram page and their facebook kate what's the um what's the handles for the ocean county library nj for instagram and for facebook you can just search ocean county library and we'll come right up perfect and if you are having some trouble at the top of our website theoceancountylibrary.org we have links to all of our social media pages Follow us today and we will we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye everybody.